0: Time for three, and it all in
1: Welcome to Dodging Sleep the thoughts and ramblings of five sleep-deprived British Dodgers fans. This week, we'll be looking back at the last couple of weeks with the Dodgers, the Albert Pujol signing and how he fits into the team. Discussing the players who have debuted this season, we'll take a look forward to the week ahead in Dodger baseball. On this day in Dodger history, the boys in blue beat the Chicago Cubs 6-5 at Wrigley Field. The game was, however, somewhat overshadowed by an incident in the ninth inning when a Cubs fan stole the hat off the head of the Dodgers bullpen catcher. Several members of the Dodgers team entered the stands and fought with Chicago Cubs fans in an effort to get the cap back. Once everything could calm down, 19 Dodgers players and coaches were suspended for their role in the fight. And one fan was later awarded $475,000 after a lawsuit in 2003. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of fight in the team back in those days. Um, so it's an interesting watch. I will link to that on the, on the Twitter account if anyone wants to catch up with it. Joining me today, we have Ian Carlson. How are you, mate?
2: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Just reflecting back on that thing from... A few years ago with Wrigley Field, I guess they waited so long since they had any anything to celebrate and get confetti on the field. They thought they'd throw out a load of litter and nick somebody's cap at the same time. But yeah, do, doing well, thanks.
1: Excellent. Um, just a quick shout out.
2: You did the uh, the, the just in five
1: k uh, this weekend, didn't you? Um, how, how did that go for you?
2: Yeah, not to, not not too bad. I mean, it was it was felt like dodging rain and hail. Never mind dodging sleep. It was it was atrocious weather. But um, but no, got round and um, yeah, glad to uh, glad to sort of try and take part in something for such a good cause. Excellent news. Nice. Uh, also joining us today, someone who hasn't completed the
1: 5k along with myself at the moment, it's uh, Adam Legg. How are you, mate?
0: I'm pretty good, thank you. Yeah.
1: Excellent. So any any training going ahead for the 5k at the moment, or are you just slowly working yourself towards, uh, towards that figure? I, I, I have been doing a little bit,
0: but I genuinely thought it was next weekend. Uh, so a <laughs> whole week behind everyone else. <laughs>
1: Yeah, quick, quick shout out to Scott as well, uh, our brother from the podcast, who uh, he had a bit of an incident uh, running with a car this week on his bike, um, but he still put himself to shame and has completed the 5K. Um, and a quick shout out to Ian Bleas as well, who's, uh, who's currently busy this week and usually be joining us as well. Now, since we last recorded, it's been a, a very up and down time for the Dodgers. We recorded during the, the blowout against Milwaukee. Um, where we were all sort of buzzing and, and, and hoping, you know, we were thinking that bats are coming back alive. This is the start of the revival. Uh, and then we went to Chicago and got uh, swept uh, in pretty sort of rough manner, really. Kirsch had a very sort of tough, tough start. And then we gave up a couple of games in extra innings as well. Following on for that, we had the, uh, the games against the Angels in Anaheim. I'm lost. That 1-2-1, one, one, uh, and I think we're all getting sort of very depressed at that stage. But from there, it has picked up a little bit. Um, we've taken a two-game series against the Mariners in Los Angeles. And we've also taken the first two games against the Marlins.
2: Ian, how have you? Uh, what's your reflections on the last couple of weeks? Um, it's the proverbial roller coaster ride that only sports can give you, really, in your life, isn't it? I think you're, you, you hit the nail on the head. We were all feeling pretty good when we recorded the the, the last. Podcast a couple of weeks ago, I think some of our project, uh, projections for the uh, for the week ahead were very uh, very bullish and optimistic. I think you know it might have been the odd w- loss here and there type of thing, um, and uh, yeah, little did we know quite how much it was going to come off the rails in that first sort of first few days, and then yeah, it's good to have seen it turn around, and and I guess um, it just shows what a good start. You know, clearly we we were spoilt really by the quality of the start to the season, given that we're still as things stand. Only one game back in the division, despite having had a, a, a pretty rough run. So, um, yeah, still there. And, um, you know, we keep saying it on this podcast. It's still an early sample and there's a long way to go. And, yeah, there is. Yeah, I think
1: uh, what sort of stood out in the uh, in the Chicago games, was, was, was they were quite demoralising losses, I think. Um, you know, we took him, we had Kersh, who we always, you know, ride the back off, who had a very, very short start in Chicago. I think he only completed the one inning. Um, and then there was a couple of extra inning losses as well, um, which, you know, games that we should have put to bed. Um, Adam, have you, you watched much of the uh, the last couple of series, so the Mariners and the uh, and the
0: Marlins so far? I have watched the last three innings of both Seattle games and uh, watched most of the last two Miami games. So, yeah, I've watched this week's. They've been pretty enjoyable because I think, I think every time I've turned a game on this week, I think we've scored, we've scored a run. So... <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, which is always nice. At like half past five in the morning, turn it on, and then oh yeah, we just scored a run. So it's so it's a nice way to wake up too.
1: Yeah, you know, I wish that was my the case with me because I turned on the other day. I think it was the top of third inning against the Marlins, and I saw them score a run um, from my sort of my lying down position in Ben. I was like, "Oh bloody hell, it's one nil." Um, but my eyes had I hadn't quite adjusted to the score, which was actually eight uh, one to the Dodgers at that stage. <laughs> Um, so that's that's one of the things we're always uh, sort of fighting, um, you know. As, as British Dodgers fans, you know, we've, we're looking at scores through squinted eyes and and fighting tiredness. From my point of view, I think we've we've looked good the last few days. Last night was an excellent start from Trevor Bower uh, and the bullpen shut the Marlins down as well. Any thoughts on sort of the bullpen, sort of you know, I guess recovery over the last couple of uh, of games? obviously we struggled in chicago holding on to leads in the uh, in the extra innings but they've looked a bit better over the uh, the last few uh, last few games
0: yeah i think people so I, like jimmy nelson he started the season pretty rocky um but he seems i think he's just growing into his role a little bit i mean he's gone got no runs in his last five appearances uh last night um he retired all six of the batters he faced which is pretty impressive i think he, well not last night Whenever it was, and um, he starts tonight, doesn't he? So,
1: yeah, I think it, it's, it, one of the points that you know is, is worth sort of considering. Is, is a lot of the bullpen, you know, Price and, and Nelson have been starters traditionally. So they are sort of becoming accustomed to a new role, um, new sort of. You know, you, if, if any of you watch Trevor Bauer's sort of vlogs, um, you'll see sort of how the type of uh, creatures that baseball pitchers are. Um, Creatures comfort, they're they're very set in their way So going from pitching every five days to every day uh, In some instances is going to be a bit of a challenge Obviously we're going to have to touch on the bad news Which is the Corey Seager injury It's going to be a big blow for the team If you saw it, he he was in severe pain when he got hit on the wrist Um, Ian, how do you think the Dodgers sort of overcome The injury that, that Corey's faced
2: last night? Um, well, we, we, have said in some of the earlier pods that one of the strengths that we've got certainly compared against some of the other teams in our division, but, but arguably against the whole of baseball or most of baseball is, is the strength in depth. Um, so I think, you know, I think we've got, um, luck starting there tonight, I think in place of him, um, you know, they're moving people around, uh, yeah, you know, he, he, You know, he was what? World Series MVP and the Championship Series MVP. You know, you can't just lose somebody like that and not have an impact. Um, I guess the the question is, can we still be good enough even without him to beat most teams and get on a run? I think probably moving the pieces around, we can. But we could do with a few, you know, looking down the list now, who have we got on um, Sullen IL? We've got Pollock, Rios, McKinstry. Cody's obviously still there you know we, we, we could do with a few of them starting to come back and we, we were talking just before the pod about um before we started recording about it's all gone a bit quiet on on Bellinger's injury and he was expected back early May and he's not so I think I think we can we can cope with Seager being out providing we get some of the others back but at some point Roberts can keep moving pieces around the diamond as best he can to fill in gaps but at some point you do run out of pieces to fill in the holes and and that's when you Clearly, start to struggle. Probably got a little bit lucky. Uh, moving on to our next subject
1: in, in picking up a player who could potentially fill a space which has been created by by pieces being moved around the diamond. Um, so, as I'm sure, sort of everyone's heard, um, the Dodgers have, uh, have apparently come to an agreement with Albert Pujols, who was released by the uh, the Angels uh, last week. It was probably a bit of a shock to uh, to a lot of people in the fact that he was released in the first place, and, and the fact that the Dodgers have come in and, and picked him up. Um, was probably a, I think it was a shock to us all really on the uh, on on the WhatsApp group when when the news broke. I think the thoughts of most people are that you know Gavin Lux is going to shift across to shortstop, which will shift Muncie across to second base, and you've also got Chris Taylor who can play there, which leaves up a natural opening for a uh, a first baseman such as Albert Pujols. Um, Adam, what are your thoughts on this potential move for the Dodgers? Do you see Pujols bringing much value to the uh, to the dressing room?
0: Uh, I think. In the dressing room, yeah, I think he's a mentor. I think he'll be you'll be great. I think actually out on the diamond, probably not so much. Um I just I just it strikes me as very odd signing because I just can't see where he fits in. Because I mean he, he can only really play first and he's not brilliant at it. And then you move in Muncie, who has become a, a really, really good first baseman this year. Back to second, which I'm not. I don't think is a great move for Muncie, really.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. In I think throughout, you know, the recordings of, that we've made this season, we've all made been very sort of um, we've been high in praise for Muncie's uh Muncie's work at first base. Um, he's you know he's helped out Justin Turner quite a lot. moment, um, he he's looked a more accomplished first baseman uh, than he has before. It almost feels like that's that's Max's sort of natural position now uh, within the team as as the the everyday first baseman. With regards to sort of bringing poo holes in, do you think it's a move similar to what we've seen with with uh, Chase Utley and David Freeze in the past, where we've you know they're, they're looking for that veteran presence within the dressing room? Ian, your
2: thoughts on that? Um, possibly, but I think we've got. We've got a fair few, you know, veterans already there, um, and certainly having now. I think I think it's a different argument prior to winning the World Series when you're thinking, well, a couple of extra personalities with that winning mentality might be good to get us over the line. But I think having been there and done it, and and as I say, got a few vet- veterans in there. I, I'm not, um, I'm not sure that it, it's necessarily for for that. I mean, I think clearly there's there's an element of of luck or coincidence here in the sense that he happens to be in the right city and he's being released and you know the fact it's not costing us anything in terms of players or prospects or anything like that it's simply say simply but it's not mine so i can say that uh, simply money um i think is 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 you know that it sort of makes sense i mean certainly you look at his you look at his stats and 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 you know whether it's batting average on base percentage slugging it you know everything has been declining year after year certainly a, since about 2017 onwards he's, he's, he's gone on a bit of a a bit of a slide which you know, clearly happens to everybody as they get older um but but certainly he's, he's well behind his average on on all the key stats this year so you know I, I don't think we should expect um miracles from him but I think going back to the point I made earlier about at some point you start to run out of pieces to fill in the holes with all the injuries. I think it's it's good to have another piece, even if he gets used, you know, just here and there rather than constantly. Yeah, I think that's a really
1: good point. Um, it's, it's a piece that who has a lot of major league experience He's clearly, you know, a good history on his day as well. I think, as you say, he's struggled over the last few years, which I think is is, is naturally going to happen to a baseball player who's been around as long as as, as Holes has. Might as you know, I think as Adam said, I think our preference as as a pod would probably be to have Max Muncy at first base on a consistent basis, getting those at bats still. It sort of leads us on to a discussion that we'll be having sort of shortly, just about the rookies as well, who have, have come up this year and how well they've performed. What we did do is we asked uh, the followers on Twitter sort of, you know, for some opinions and, and and how they feel that the Albert signing has been or, or will play out. Generally, it's sort of very, very positive. Um, obviously, you know, it, this is a, a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. Dodgers our life. Uh, personally, I think this is a great signing. we got it for marbles, low risk, high reward. It's actually, going to let get a lot more playing time now that Seager's uh, hurt, and he'd much rather have him in than Rayleigh, Peters, or Noisy at this stage. Um, Rapscallion67, uh, which is a great name, um, don't think he could do any harm at the moment, although not clear uh, exactly how it will benefit us. Pretty cool signing though. Uh, Blee's uh, uh, dog, obviously our, our co presenter, young Ian, um, says he'd imagine he'll be a pinch hitter uh, right off the bench. Um, it's not like we have many other options, so I think it'd be a great move. Uh, also a great leader in the clubhouse. And then we also got the opinion of, uh, of Nick at uh, LA Angels UK, who really hates the Dodgers, causes the uh, scum three-way. Um, his reply, uh, Nick's also very blunt. Judging by the replies, uh, they're deluding themselves. Uh, awful signing, completely done as a major league player, not a chance he makes it through the season. He followed that up by saying he's extremely limited. Uh, he can't play first, can't run the bases at all, and he also grounds into a lot of double plays. Obviously, that's coming from someone that, that is not a fan of the Dodgers, but it's a slightly sort of worrying opinion based on a guy who stays up sort of every night and watches the, uh, the Angels play and has obviously caught a lot of Albert playing over the last few years. Do you think, you know, is, is Pujols going to be on a short leash? Um, where if he, he is grinding into a lot of you know double plays or he's batting averages low, and he's not bringing much production. Would you be worried about cutting him loose? Um, I think as you said, it's it's you know we're not paying a lot of money for him. Obviously, you you want to respect the player as a as a you know as a future Hall of Famer. But how short a
2: least do you think he's going to be on? I think in part it will depend on it will depend on injuries. I think you know that potentially just looking at the schedule coming up over the next few weeks, you know, there might be a couple of opportunities to, to play the designated hitter role possibly, um, but it depends on how, how people come back, j- j- just going back uh, and also the impact on others. So just, just going back to the point we made about Muncie and it being a, you know, him, him performing really, really well at, at, at first base. I think the other thing we will have to watch out for is, you know, sometimes when you move players around it, there's, there's a ripple effect on the rest of their game. So if they, if, if he starts to struggle at second base you know, at, at the moment, Um, he's one of the along with I think Turner I think is the only other one who when you compare their their sort of key batting stats this year to their average over the last few years he's one of the only players who is ahead on all all the major batting stats Um, you know most of the others and and the team as a whole in fact are, are are lagging behind what we've done over the last few years which is probably borne out in the in the you know the the, the poor run we've had over the last sort of 10 days or so. um so you wouldn't want to get the double whammy almost of, of having a weaker first baseman and having an uh, having Muncy's own batting deteriorate a bit. so i think they'll be looking out for a, a couple of things not just how Pujols himself plays but how it how it affects the the team dynamic as well. excellent now sort of dropping back onto the the,
1: the composition of the lineup with without seeger in it. Um, obviously, you know, we've been sport a little bit the last couple of years with, with Betts and Seager as the ones so who, who do you think they'll they'll fit in to that second spot in the lineup, Adam?
0: Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, Lux has, let, has, has led off, uh, I think, a couple of games earlier in the season. He could be an option batting behind Betts, maybe, potentially. Um, I don't know. What's the lineup tonight? I've not actually seen it yet.
1: It's a funny one, isn't it? Because I think we've just become so used to Corey Seager back in second in the lineup when he has been fit. Mm. And it was an injury that no one saw coming, having you know, been, you know, know, overcome those injuries that he has over the last few years. And settling in, I know he'd struggled the, for a couple of weeks, but I think as we mentioned on the last pod, it was a collective slump that the Dodgers were in that they seemed to be coming out of. And so months is back in second today, anyway. Yeah, so I mean, there's always, I guess you've always got the option of sort of shifting Chris Taylor potentially into that spot as well, because he's very fast on the bases behind, behind Mookie as well. Um, so there's options for the Dodgers sort of going forward. I think, as, as I think we can all agree, sort of Corey is a big loss. Um, now, shifting on to the next topic, it's the, uh, the rookies that have come up and have started uh, for the Dodgers this year out of the guys that we've seen um, you've, you've had Luke Rayleigh, you've had Sheldon Noisy and you have DJ Peters who have had sort of significant playing time over the last few weeks with the team and you've also seen um, Mitch White also in the bullpen they haven't made quite the biggest splash as, a, as rookies that we've seen over the last couple of years but obviously they haven't had the uh, the advantage of a uh, minor league season there's been no, minor, no significant minor league season for these guys since 2019
2: who's impressed you the most out of the guys that have
1: come up here so far um
2: I was. I don't understand negative and say no one because I think you're right. We have been sort of spoiled with some of the rookies coming through. Um, does McKinstry not get classed as a rookie? He's not played that many. How many games does he? Did he play? He only played four games last year. Does he? Does he get as a he, yeah, rookie? Yeah, we, we can we can add McKinstry
1: to the list. See that. The, yeah, know oh, that long now. He did. Uh, his, his name had slipped my mind.
2: Yeah, I think if I had to pick one, I, I, I would, um, which I am because you've asked me to, <laughs> I, I would, would pick him. And certainly actually looking at the, just put up the, the stats here, you know, batting average and uh, on base percentage and stuff. Is, well, certainly batting average is, is ahead of. Or was ahead of all the other rookies before he went off. So um, I think if I had to pick one year, I'd, I'd pick him. And certainly, he—I mean—in many ways, his sort of season is a bit of a microcosm for the rest of the team, in that he um, he got off to a really hot start, um, and then he, and then he's been injured. Um, that just sort of sums things up a little bit for us. He sort of exploded onto the scene,
1: didn't he? So obviously obviously, was a name that we knew a little bit from last year, but his impact this season was was huge for the team. Adam, have you been impressed by any of the, the rookies that have come through so far? Um, obviously, I, I guess like the names that have played outside of McKinstry, I think the one we were perhaps the most familiar with uh, after sort of you know spring training for the last few years was was DJ Peters, who always seemed to you know to be close to the uh, the top of the home run leaders in spring training for the Dodgers. Um, have you, have, has he impressed you at all in the uh, in the last few games?
0: Uh, I mean, last night he got his first uh, two RBIs. Um, it was, I think it was a hard hit as well. So I think, I mean, he's had the the the, the lowest amount of at-bats out of all of them. So I, th- I think he's still got a little bit of leeway. Um, but of all of them, I think he's probably the brightest of the rest. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Rayleigh and, um, and Sheldon nusi N- have, have just been a bit rubbish, really, so far. I think Peter's has possibly got it, I think, just... Consistent at bats might help him out a little bit. So which he's, chances are he's gonna get at the minute. So
2: I think Kybert Ruiz, I mean he's he's what he's played five games so far. Be interesting to see whether they um, get get a bit more get him a bit more, you know, game time. Um, and whether, you know, you know he could I mean the, he's been talking about as a top prospect for some time now, hasn't he? So I think I think yeah. we get him a little bit and, and, and see how that pays off for us. It'll be interesting to see where they fit
1: him in. Obviously, with uh, you know Will Smith as the number one catcher, and then you've got Barnes as almost as as Kershaw's sort of personal personal catcher at this point. Mm. Um, so whether it's going to be sort of pinch hits and and the odd sort of spot start, um, but he's certainly someone that you know I think we're all looking forward to seeing sort of on a, on a fairly regular basis. He was perhaps the one bright spark uh, spot in that that start in uh, that first game in Chicago where he came off the bench and sort of hit a home run, and broke up the uh, the shutout. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of the prospects, it, it's not quite as bright, I guess, as, as it's been previously. Where we've we've had guys that have come off, you know, from the minor leagues and have had such a huge impact. I think we'll all remember that that weekend against the Rockies, where we had the three walk-offs in a row. It just, uh, I, I guess, sort of just as a whole, just with the injuries and the poor run that we we went on recently, it's you know, things are a little bit down, I guess, at the moment, aren't they? So perhaps going forward, I think a few more wins uh, in the next few weeks would really liven things up for the boys again
2: absolutely you can you never beat a nice you know um, <laughs> a nice run of wins so um yeah i mean it, it's certainly i mean i i we didn't record last week but i did i'd pulled together the, the the batting stats for for um for for most of the key sort of starters and 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 pretty well other than as I think I said a few moments ago, other than Turner, you know, everybody was down on their sort of historic averages over the last three, four, five years, uh, as, as were the team as a whole. But but it's started to improve in that everybody's, or pretty well, everybody's main stats have been, uh, have, 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 have been better as a result of the last week than they were a week a week ago. So clearly everything is is trending in the right direction. Um, and, and we're still... We're still only a game back in the division. So, um, you know, it's, it's yeah, I, I think we're, um, given all of the injuries and the wretched run we had, I think we're still, in, you know, we're in a very good place.
1: I think we'll, we'll, we'll perhaps touch on something that we haven't really looked at in, in great depth um, over the last few pods, is the starting pitching for the Dodgers. That's, I think that's probably been a real strength of the team so far. Other than the the you know the first the the first game of the Chicago series and the uh, the series the first game of the Angels series, um, we haven't really been blown out by anyone. And I think out of the games that we have lost, I think we've lost ten games by one run. Is there a you know particular starter that stands out amongst you know those guys that have started so far for you, Adam?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, Trevor Bauer has. I think he's become the most watched pitcher for the Dodgers this season. Uh, he's, I mean, I think I think there's only one game he's he's hit less than like ten strikeouts in a performance, or something like that. He's incredible. He's leading the National League with seventy seven strikes. Um, he's won all three of his starts at Dodger Stadium. Um, he's only conceded two runs in Dodger Stadium in twenty odd innings. So he's, he's become the one to watch. I mean, he's, he's impressed me far, far more than I thought he was. I thought he was just going to be an overpriced average pitcher, but he is, he's living up to his billing.
1: Yeah, I think that, that's a really good point. Um, I was worried, personally, uh, when we signed him. I thought, you know, I hadn't seen Bower start many games. I thought he was more bluster than actual ability. To be honest, based on his, sort of, you know, his, his career at ERA, has Barrow impressed you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he's impressed me with his um, not just with his pitching on the on uh, during the games, but actually there was you know I think the concerns when he was signed centered more around the sort of the off the field stuff, whether it was the social media or run-ins with the league or any of that that stuff. And actually, yeah, there's been the odd instance, but and I think there was was it a press conference yesterday when he had a he had a. He had a little sign over his logo that said, "It's not my not my logo" or something like that. Um, so he's still, you know, clearly he's a character and he's going to continue to do that. But um, so far, that hasn't been anywhere near as bad as, 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 as I guess, worst fears might have been. And and um, yeah, clearly he's he's, he's pitching well. Um, so, um, long may that continue.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you've you've, you've caught any of Bower's blogs. He released one during the Angels series last week where he he sort of went out of his way to to try and boost the morale in the uh, in the dugout, which wasn't the type of character that I thought Trevor Bower was, which, you know, is something you love to see, really, um, whereas, you know, he's, he's clearly sort of making an effort to to get involved with the team. But I think Dustin May didn't seem too pleased with the, the chewing gum on his cap, um, but we can probably forgive that because he was due to have Tommy John surgery a couple of days after. Yeah, I mean, Boer's Bauer, been very impressive for me. Um, and again, I think everyone else has, to be honest, they've, they've really carried themselves well us in games and they've given you know given us a chance of winning um we haven't always been able to convert but i think as we've said numerous times uh so far tonight we're only one game back still and we've got the giants coming up this week so a chance to potentially overtake them um they've struggled yeah. into pittsburgh this weekend i think they're winning 2-1 at the moment but there's a good chance for the dodgers to to re-establish the, uh, the natural order of things and take the, top of the uh, at the top of the table
2: this week, indeed. And I think just the other the other point I just make on the on the on the pitching, and, and this is back to some more stats again. But as you would expect, I guess in a in a winning sort of World Series season, you know you'd expect most of your stats, whether it's batting or pitching, to be pretty good. But looking back over the last. Um, five World Series winners before the Dodgers comparing their, their ERA in the year where they won it to the following year. And people often talk about, is there going to be a fall off in the year after, um, you know, you go back over the last, let's say last five winners. So the nationals, their ERA dropped from 4.27 to 5.09 year before that, the Red Sox um Went from 3.75 to 4.7. Of course, the winners before the Red Sox were the Cubs. Uh, they went from 3.15 to 3.95. And then the Royals before them, 3.73 to 4.21. So those keeping score at home would say that the average average fall off is 0.76 from a World Series year to the following year. Our ERA has only dropped off by 0.22 so far. So, um, yes, it's down. And one would expect that, as I say, you know, if, in a World Series year, you'd expect most of your stats to be pretty damn good. Um, but, but we're, we're pretty well holding our own, certainly, as I say, compared to, to previous winners and that infamous fall off in the year after a World Series win. Excellent stat. Uh, really, really big fan of that, to be honest.
1: Again, um, a lot of jumping jacks uh, deals as well for, the, uh, for our friends in Los Angeles uh, with 10 strikeouts every, every game, it seems, at the moment. Um, so, yeah, they're impressive. They're quietly impressing everyone. I think um, the fact that we haven't really spoke about them is, is, is always a very good sign, I guess. Uh, and long may that continue. No, looking forward to the week ahead. Um, we have got four games against the Diamondbacks, which is the first time we face them this season. And then we've got three games against the Giants in in San Francisco. Um, now, I think the games against the Giants are always something that we're going to be looking forward to, especially given their, their very solid start. Don't think any of us would have expected to see them at the top of the uh, top of the NL West. I think most people, most uh, analysts as well, would have predicted ourselves or the Padres to be leading the division at this stage, but they've, they've started well. Any thoughts for the uh, the week ahead? How do you think we're going to do against the, uh, the D-backs and the Giants uh, in San Francisco?
0: Um, I think San Francisco is probably not going to be great, but I think we will continue this home form of good results against the Diamondbacks. I think we'll win three of the, I think, four games, is it, against the Diamondbacks? I think we'll yeah. get three of them. And I think San Francisco... <sighs> I think we'll probably drop two of them, I think. I mean, it's always a tough place to go, isn't it? We do seem to sort of raise their games. Yeah, we, yeah we never seem to do very well there. I, I mean, apart from that Muncie home run game, I can't ever remember a good performance in San Francisco. <laughs> I'm sure there has been, but I just cannot remember any off the top of my head. It's...
1: Yeah, it's um, we're probably going to be facing our, our good friend, Matt Bum at some stage this week as well. Um, so hopefully we can bring him back down to earth after his no no hitter uh, against the. Uh, against who was that against? Was that against the Braves?
0: I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, we're
1: conveniently
2: sort of wiping that from history uh, anyway. Um, it's, it's interesting. Our run our run differential of plus fifty compares pretty favorably to the uh, to, to the guys up in San Francisco because they're theirs is only um, plus thirty. So um, you know. It, it, let, let, let's cling on to stats like that. Um, but in terms of predictions, I, uh, gut, gut feel, I, I, I'm with you, Adam, but given the way the season's gone, I, if I say that, I think the reverse will probably happen. Um, but but to be honest, um, if, if, if we had to to lose against Arizona and beat the Giants, given where the standings are at the moment, I think I'd take that. So um, yeah, who knows? It's, it's, it's turned into a bit of a crapshoot at the moment. Maybe, maybe, maybe Pujols comes on and hits a walk-off um, in in one of them or something like that, I don't know. So in one of my many sort of
1: Dodgers-related dreams, we had Albert sort of hitting a walk-off home run. Um, it was a full Dodges Stadium, so it's obviously not <laughs> accurate at the moment. But I'd love, you know, if, if Pujols does get that start, and you know, we'd like a, a Hollywood moment for him to uh, to get started with. Uh, in terms of predictions for the week ahead, uh, Ian, what's, what's your prediction? So we've got, we'll include tonight's game. Um, so we've got one against the uh, one against the Marlins, four against the Diamondbacks, and then we'll we'll count
2: two against the uh, the Giants. Um, I think we got Nelson starting tonight, haven't we? So that's that's a bit of an unknown. Um, so I will go with so we've got, we've got seven in total. So I'll go one, two, three. I'll go four wins out of the seven. I think so. F- four wins, three losses. Excellent, uh, Adam. What, what are you thinking uh,
1: for the week ahead?
0: Well, sticking with my original prediction, I think we'll win tonight. I said three against the Diamondbacks, uh, and then yeah, we'll we'll get one win against the Giants. I think so.
1: Excellent. I'm going to go with well tonight. I've got, I was actually saw a very interesting stat from uh, from Marlins UK that the uh, the Marlins have only actually scored five runs on Sunday this year, and they're ready for four. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is an incredible So They clearly don't like playing on Sundays. Um, so I think we're going to win tonight. Uh, I think we'll take three or four against the D-backs. So I'm going to go uh, with, we're going to win the first two games in San Francisco and lose the Sunday game. Um, so I think we're going to have a good week
2: uh, ahead. So I think that's five and two. And um, that would just be so typical for being fans in the UK, wouldn't it, that we win the two games that start at unsocial hours. Uh, and then we lose the one that starts at a sociable hour.
1: Exactly. I think after tonight's game, we've only got the one one social game uh, this week, which is uh, which is next Sunday. I think it's five past nine.
2: Although, um, although the flip side with, I think, all four of the Diamondbacks start at 10 past three in the morning, UK time, and the Giants, the first of the Giants is at 2.45. So there is, the flip side is you can actually get up and watch the end of the games.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get up 20 minutes early for that first Giants game. So yeah, it's, I mean it's going to be an interesting week ahead in terms of a uh, Scott's prediction, which we always make on his behalf. We're winning
2: seven out of seven. I think he is Lee, so
0: positive, isn't
2: he? He is, isn't he the most positive man on the planet? Um, I, I thought of, did, did, didn't he say we were going to win seven, but there'd be two no hitters in that as well? I think he did actually. Yeah, two no hitters and a perfect game,
1: and the uh, the comeback of Sandy <laughs> Koufax as well as uh, a major <laughs> league starter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun one. In terms of Blees dog we'll, we'll make his prediction. He always, I think he plays it quite safe, doesn't he? Um, so we'll go four and three on behalf of, uh, of, of Blues Doug. Um, but I think we're all we're all looking forward to a fairly good week ahead um, after the the, the, the the last four games. which have been very positive for the year. Uh, I'll,
2: I'll give you another one as well. I'll give you. I think we're going to get four balls from home runs into the water when we're playing the Giants. I love those home runs.
1: When it comes, you know, for a Dodger, the, uh, the I think they call them the splash hits, don't they? Those no-doubters where they're, uh, yeah, they can't say anything other than go get the ball or keep running around the bases. Absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Adam, how many, how many uh, splash, splash hit home runs do you think we're going to hit?
0: Uh, I reckon we'll, Monty's going to bang one another one, I think. I think that <laughs> carry his hot back till next weekend and get another one over there
1: i think we'll all be buzzing uh, if, if that happens um that brings us to the uh, the conclusion of the pod this week so it's a slightly shorter one thanks for joining us uh, if there's any feedback or anything you'd like us to cover in future episodes please drop us a link on the uh on either facebook or twitter um, and next week uh, i will remember the email address which we'll pass on to all of you ian thanks for coming along and, uh, and joining us tonight adam thank you as well can I just yeah, give,
2: just a, sorry, just finally just a quick shout out because I know Bleasy's not with us tonight because his pub comes out of lockdown tomorrow and reopens. So I think he's working away there trying to get that ready. So good luck to Ian and indeed everybody else reopening uh, tomorrow after the the latest lockdown.
1: Excellent. Yeah, so I think we're all looking forward to uh, to getting ourselves back in the pubs and, and hopefully all meeting up and, and, and finally celebrating that World Series. Absolutely. Excellent. So, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. See ya.